Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Then Devil's Base. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite. The Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room again. I thought I was going to be in studio today, but motherfucker really didn't check the, the calendar to see that it was going to be Mother's Day. So, Boom Boom Room again. You know, luckily I can save some gas and things like that. Even though gas is real low. Every little bit helps. But anyway, uh, you know, first and foremost, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. You know, single mothers, married mothers, you know, mothers in relationships, mothers in situationships. You know, as long as you're raising your kids, happy Mother's Day. And matter of fact, shit, if you can't raise your kids, you know, you might be in jail or some shit, or a custody battle. As long as you're a mother who loves her kids, Shout out to you. Um, you know, I'm going to entitle this episode The Year of the Rat Remix. I thought I, you know, did a good enough job covering this shit last year because I did the motherfucker last year about practically the same subject matter almost. You know, the whole 6 9 situation, but man, it's 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 looking like this this remix is it, it's kind of saddening, honestly. Like the thing was the last time shit was it was fuzzy last time. Like the just to see the reaction that this motherfucker gets from genu uh the general public, it's almost sickening. Like how the fuck are y'all dealing with this shit? Like the the fact that niggas is cool with this shit, like the fact that niggas is condoning a snitch, the fact that niggas is excusing this behavior on some Oh, but he got money, though, type shit. Like, that shit got my fucking stomach hurting on some real shit. But, um, you know, rest in peace and happy heavenly birthday to Ahmaud Arbery. Um, you know, it, it's not really much I could say other than, you know, motherfuckers out here getting gunned down. Like, you know, it was, it's getting back to how it was, uh, what was that, fucking 20... 16 2015 2012 you know ever since the the trayvon martin days like you know it's getting back to that point where these motherfuckers is on some bullshit the police been on some bullshit you know shooting motherfuckers again you know i guess since the these new laws during the coronavirus shit motherfuckers feeling like they could literally get away with murder and you see who it is that's trying to get away with these murders. And we need to move accordingly. If you live in an open carry state, you need to be carrying openly. You know, you shouldn't be going places where you alone. You shouldn't be going places where you at a disadvantage. 
you shouldn't be running around neighborhoods where you even feel any type of threatened by anybody who's of that ilk like you know these motherfuckers is all on their second amendment shit you need to be on yours too you know i've talked about that shit a lot on this show you know a lot of times in the black community we have the stigma of if you're not a criminal why do you need a gun oh what what are you doing with that why do you need a gun shit like this you know it's it's not to be doom and gloom about situations like this it's not to put you know it's not to oversimplify it like oh just have a shootout with these motherfuckers but at the same time i think that um interaction would have went a lot differently if he had been armed if he had been trained to use a weapon you know like it's just not cool to be caught slipping in no way like you know i come from gang culture and you know we got a saying that i'm sure came before us which is i'd rather be caught with it than caught without it like when you in these dangerous areas you in these situations where you feel your life threatened you need something to protect yourself you know the the first law of human nature is self-preservation you know and it's like with the whole case in general because we've seen this movie over and over again he got killed in february his killers didn't get arrested until what three or four days ago you know so that just goes to show if it wasn't for social media blasting this whole situation who knows if they would have been arrested at all you know they they released the tape themselves that's another detail that we just kind of found out you know they homeboy who filmed it was a lawyer supposedly and he thought that with him releasing this tape it would exonerate them because for some reason he felt like the tape made them look like they was innocent the fact that you thought you could make a citizen's arrest guns drawn and all that shit chasing the motherfucker up the street you know again this is this parallels too closely to the trayvon martin situation like we just got to move more carefully you know speaking to my southern people like y'all see how this shit goes down man like y'all gotta be careful down there especially y'all that live in those uh majority white suburbs like you know you know you got neighbors looking at you crazy when you jogging up the street and looking at you crazy when you got a hoodie on or when you got you know your, your cousins around be careful around them motherfuckers man like you know that shit is no fucking bueno to be you know letting history repeat itself in a negative way we need to look at what happens and we need to move different you know they like to sell us this dream of this post-racial society where oh it's not like that anymore people aren't racist anymore you know it's like we keep getting surprised by the same shit you keep turning that motherfucking lever and the same motherfucking jack keep jumping out that fucking box and we getting surprised every time it's like it's sad at the end of the day like the fact that we still like wow this is still happening yes because we're still allowing it to happen like you know again i'm not trying to say oh shoot these motherfuckers and all that but at the same time if you running up the street and a motherfucker draw down on you you know what else you gonna do trayvon fought you know we seen our boy ahmad fought and they lost you know and as much as you know you would think that martyrdom is the answer it is not we didn't make no progress from trayvon martin 
We didn't make no progress from Philando Castillo. We didn't make no progress from Sandra Bland. Like, dying in these situations is not a win for anybody. You know, like, the only thing I could have seen that he could have done is shoot back. You know, get the drop on these motherfuckers. You see somebody, you know, behind you, self-preservation, dog. Because in court, we ain't caught no dubs yet on this shit. Like, it's it's an ugly truth, but it's the fucking truth, you know. <laughs> Motherfuckers try to claim that he shot himself. I'm not buying that shit. We saw the motherfucking video. Like, oh, when they were fighting over the gun, dude had his finger on the trigger. And if he wouldn't have been fighting over the gun, he'd still be alive. Man, if y'all motherfuckers weren't chasing him up the street with a gun, he'd still be alive. So, you know, it, these is terrible arguments they making. But the thing is, they feel like if they got any argument, they can win because they got the law on their side. They said one of the dudes who was chasing him was like an ex-police officer or ex-investigator or something of that nature. So y'all already know how that go. The boys club. You know, so man, I'm just hoping that justice is served. I'm not expecting it. I'm not holding my fucking breath because... You know, again, we've seen this movie too many motherfucking times. You know, with my whole point of, you know, open carrying and open carry states. Um, you know, this is just it. it I, I've been conflicted about this shit because you know a lot of states got this stand your ground law, but it seems like stand your ground only works for white people. Realistically, you know. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It sucks, but it is what it is. But at the end of the day, something I've been saying since I was a teenager, you know, a, a young adult when I start, you know, carrying a weapon back in the day. You know, I could get out of jail, but I can't get out of no casket. I can get visits and letters and mail in jail. I can't get that from, you know, the great beyond. So, you know, just to put a bow on all this shit, man. Y'all better get them things, you know, especially if it's legal. You ain't got no felonies. You ain't got no fucked up record. You need to get something to protect yourself, you know. All these motherfuckers got them. You, you, every time you meet a, an adult white man in the United States, he's probably an owner of a firearm. But for some reason, the average African-American male doesn't feel that he needs one. And, you know, they keep showing us that we do. You know, like... A whole lot of these situations is bringing up a lot of controversy between the the woke and the, you know, the supposed post-racial society believing African-Americans who feel like, no, it's not about race. It's not this. It's not that. You know, like, it's just sad for niggas to see this shit happen and still believe the same bullshit over and over again like no no matter how many times it's a white man killing a black man we like nah it wasn't about race Mm. so a a nigga 
jogging with some shorts and a t-shirt and running shoes look suspicious why because supposedly the reason that they was chasing him was because he looks suspicious you know like you you running somewhere with a mask on you look suspicious even though it's literally the law like you know like please explain what is it that makes it not racial because you know where are the cases where a white man gets shot for the same shit like you know where where are the the news stories of this shit and again this ain't to say oh you you better start shooting white people when you see them or if a white person is following you you better shoot them no this ain't that this is just be motherfucking careful be fucking cautious you know be vigilant because obviously they are you know like i'm i carry legally because fuck that shit you know i got a lot to be alive for you know i'm i'm worth more alive than dead in these situations you look a lot better alive in court than dead because dead men tell no tales you know so keep something to get motherfuckers up off you man you know r.i.p to sean reed we watch that shit on facebook live which is crazy as a motherfucker you know this ain't the case like the Ahmad case but you know just the fact that the motherfucker standing over him talk about huh 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 guess this gonna be a closed casket here's what they think about you move accordingly man you know uh, R.I.P. to the legendary Andre Harrell it's a lot of fucking R.I.P.s nigga 2020 been on some bullshit dog but uh you know it just gotta be said you know legendary music mogul he's pretty much the reason diddy is a mogul you know he he's he's behind a lot of classic uh music and entertainment you know he founded uptown records um he worked with motown records google him andre harrell is a motherfucking beast you know we gotta give him his props r.i.p to little richard you know a lot of people sleep on little richard like little richard is one of the architects of modern music like a a lot of what we like in modern music, nigga, including just the way motherfuckers move, the way they, they get down. You know, he's the godfather of what we now consider swag. Like, you know, just the the way motherfuckers get down, like that, the bravado he had, you know, the, the bop he had to his music. Like, you know, motherfuckers is, they, they get down like, like how they get down, like, you know, my t-shirt, Prince. You know, w without Little Richard, there is no Prince. Without Little Richard, there is no modern rock and roll. You know, like, big shout out to Little Richard. A lot of people don't acknowledge Little Richard, but shit. You know, a, a, a lot of what we enjoy in music today, we owe to Little Richard. You know, so I got to give him his flowers. You know, rest in peace to him. And um, rest in peace to Betty Wright. I found that shit out a little before the show started. You know, that's what I had playing in the background on my on my screen behind me. Rest in peace to, you know, tonight is the night, Betty Wright. You know, legendary soul singer, beautiful voice. If your parents was cleaning up, listening to all these, I'm sure you heard that intro, you know, where she talking about the uh, her producer found her little notebook. You know, the, the whole tonight is the night story about her losing her virginity. Hell of a song hell of a story to start the song you know that was one of the things that i enjoyed about old school r&b growing up you know a lot of times they had them songs where they did the whole little 
introduction of the shit like oh yeah you know my name is Lenny and I'm a Scorpio I just wanna fuck the shit out of you bitch like I love that shit old school R&B it's the shit and you know we losing a lot of our old school R&B stars you know was it the last show the show before that we lost Bill Withers you know uh, that's the reason I got a lot of oldies playing in the background when I do my show cause that's my shit man you know and we getting to that age where a lot of our old 70s soul singers is transitioning, you know, so, you know, bump you some oldies in they, in they honor, man, you know, keep that shit in rotation. Speaking of soul music, I'm sure a lot of motherfuckers caught that, uh, that Jill Scott versus Erica Badu battle. Shout out to both of them. They put on a phenomenal performance. I was thoroughly impressed I, I enjoyed that shit immensely i was glad i was able to sit there and watch that shit with my wheezy nigga we sat here and watched that shit nigga I, I wish we had some popcorn and some wine to sip on or something but i had to go to work so we just sat there and enjoyed the battle erica put on a fucking master class i really thought that jill was gonna do a lot better in the battle honestly she did well don't get me wrong but Nigga, Erica was coming with them motherfucking nuclear bombs, nigga. Like, Miss Badu was on her shit. She was handling business, you know. And, of course, just watching Jill, the way she get down, you know, her whole personality, the way she approached everything just was... She just seemed like the coolest motherfucker in the world to be around. Like, that shit made me like Jill Scott. I already love Jill Scott, but that shit just made me like her more. Like, damn, she'd be a real cool motherfucker to just chill with. Like, you know, when you think of celebrities, that it just seemed like it'd be cool to just, I don't know, nigga, sip some wine and have brunch with the motherfucker and have a cool conversation. Nigga, Jill Scott is toward the top of that list. Like, you know, phenomenal woman. You know, and um, before I get into my shit, you know, I think I'm going to start doing just, a, you know, take a little time out to, you know, shout out podcasting, homeboys, of course, all the townhouse media shows, CRC, not another podcast, no rules podcast, cat versus dog, talk flirty podcast, got to say the house first, you know, then my homeboys who I'm cool with outside of that, my homies from Dallas, uh, you know, Walter and Angel LeRae. The Miss Talks podcast. Big shout out to them. They always looking out for your boy. You know, my homies out there in Dallas, check them out. Langston's World podcast. Shout out to Langston White. And of course, the Q Chat podcast, who I've been a guest on. Now, let me get into this bullshit. Snitch Nine. Man, this is, this is, this shit is just, it's fucking pathetic at the end of the day. You know, like, We've all been watching the versus battles. We big fans of the versus battles. They've been breaking records on Instagram Live, getting, you know, half a million views. I saw the Erica Badu versus Jill Scott battle got up to 720,000 views. You know, like these lives is booming, entertaining. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. We all love it. It's, it's great. Shout out to Swiss Beast and Timberland for you know, getting the ball rolling on all this shit. These battles been dope as fuck. You know, they been doing fucking numbers. And then here this bitch ass motherfucker come. You know, we all know the story of 6ix9ine. If you don't know the, the full story, go back and run back to episode um, The Year of the Rat. It was like episode five. Like, I did that shit early in the Too Much Game podcast archives. Like, you know, basically... He was this square SoundCloud rapper. He had good songs, because don't get me wrong, you know, he's a talented motherfucker. He wouldn't be booming like that if he wasn't talented and had good music. I'm not going to take that away from him. But at the end of the day, he was a square. You know, he, he from, I think he from Brooklyn. He got out with the nine Trey Bloods somehow. You know, he somebody took a liking to him, and they ingrained him into their organization. You know, he was using them for or he was using them for street cred. They were using him for clout and money. You know, it kind of was a 50 50 situation, you know. But the thing is, and like I always been telling motherfuckers, you know, this is something that, you know, real gangsters know. This is something that, you know, when when you pull back the curtain and come into this street shit. You know, this is something all real street niggas know, especially gang members, motherfuckers from gang culture. The reason you jump motherfuckers in gangs is because you need to have proof that this motherfucker is with everything that comes with the lifestyle of being in a fucking gang. You know, a lot of times in gangs, they have initiations other than just jumping you in. Niggas, some gangs, you literally got to catch a body. You got to go on a mission. You got to go literally shoot a motherfucker to prove that you down for the game, you know, and a, a part of why I'm low key with that shit is because situations like this, like you are not supposed to allow outsiders into your organization who are not loyal to the organization. Like you shouldn't allow no outside motherfucker to basically buy his pass. You know, like, no shade to my, my Damus, my Red Rag homies, the Bloods, the Pyrus, and, you know, everybody on that side of the fence. But, my nigga, the Red Rag should not be for sale. And it's looking that way. You know, no shade to Lil Wayne, Chris Brown, Soldier Boy, and all the other rappers who fly the red flag. But it's like, come on, dog. Y'all niggas letting everybody be a motherfucking blood. And it's not kosher, my nigga. Like... Y'all niggas going against the fucking code. Like, you can't just be letting outside motherfuckers buy their way in. 
Like, nigga, just just because you want to be in rap videos and you want to be next to the nigga that's supposedly the nigga, you going to let him claim your set, bring all this motherfucking attention, and then what? Snitch nine situation. Like, the, the thing about it is I've been seeing a lot of people trying to justify the shit by saying, oh, well, they fucked this baby mama and... You know, they violated him and they tried to kill him and all of this type of shit. But the other side of that coin is if he was really from that neighborhood, if he had really had stripes over there like that, they'd have never got down on him like that. You know, like I tell motherfuckers just in in argument of this situation, you know, because a lot of people would like to say, what would you do? Young Dolomite, what would you do if you was in a gang and they fucked your baby mama and they kidnapped you and they robbed you and they were stealing money from you and all this type of shit? Nigga, the set I'm from, they wouldn't get down on me like that because I'm really from there, because I got ties there, because I got family from there, because I got niggas from there that consider me to be family and vice versa. So nobody's going to do no shit like that, number one, because I'm a stand-up nigga. You ain't got to deal with nobody who deal with me. You gonna have to deal with me, and I'm not gonna let you do that shit to me, because I'm really with that shit. I'm really from that shit. I'm really about that shit. But with him, he an outsider. He just some little fucking Mexican they met not too long ago. So they kind of like fuck this nigga, you know. And just the way that he was getting down within the ranks of being in the gang, because a lot of times when you come into a situation where you're an outsider, and this goes for just life in general you know my mom always told me if you stand in another motherfucker house you're supposed to be invisible you're supposed to attract as little attention as possible it's like if you stand at another motherfucker house for a week you not finna go changing the channels on the tv in the living room and leaving your stinky motherfucking socks on the couch and you know playing loud music while niggas asleep nigga you gonna you gonna be you basically gonna go with the program you go to bed when they go to bed, you wake up when they wake up, you clean up after yourself. This motherfucker, he came into the gang and tried to become the face of the nine Trey Bloods. Nigga, you didn't get put on. You ain't put no work in. You probably ain't, you probably wasn't even raised over there. But nigga, you want to be the face of the set? Like, that's the type of shit that get motherfuckers to ride down on you. Like, nigga, you, who the fuck is you to tradeway, tradeway, tradeway and bring all this negative attention to the hood? Who the fuck is you to try to put hits on niggas and use us like we guard dogs? Who the fuck is you to go on the test my gangster tour? Like, we supposed to be your backup in all these situations, my nigga. Like, no, you in the fucking red. Fuck you. They was having internal conflicts in they set behind him. Honcho niggas Like you know We all know about Shotty. You know Shotty was a shot caller Shotty was a top hat Shotty was a solid nigga Shotty took a liking to 6ix9ine And that's where he fucked up at You fell in love with a snake No matter how much you love a snake A snake is a snake You know No matter how much you love An outside motherfucker An outside motherfucker Is an outside motherfucker You know like me Within my friendships, within my lifetime, within my career of being a member of a gang, I've never 
brought my square friends around my gangbanger friends. Like, I don't invite my friends that are niggas who I play basketball with. Like, I'm not finna take them to the set to hang out with the homies. Like, that's two separate worlds, and I don't mix the two. Like, what Shotty should have did was basically not even what Suge Knight did, because he tried to do what Suge Knight did, which was mix music in with gangster shit. Like, they wanted to become the new death row. So he wanted to have his artists ingrained in the gangster shit. He wanted to give that street credibility to his artists by putting him in the life of gangster motherfuckers. And that shit don't work when your artist is not a gangster. Like it ain't like six nine that like he ain't meet six nine in prison. You know, he didn't meet six nine like six nine was a little homie from the set who could rap. Because we've heard that story a lot from black artists. You know, the motherfucker was, he was rapping in jail or he was rapping in prison or he was rapping around the other members of his gang. And, you know, somebody, oh, okay, oh, this nigga, this little nigga, uh, corrupt, he could rap, you know, oh, this little nigga Nipsey, he could rap, you know, this nigga could get down, you know, and you know how the, the story goes amongst real street niggas who can rap. You know, they get on and, you know, some of them get into street situations and, Things of that nature, and it goes how it goes for their career, you know. But the thing with fucking Shotty and Six Nine, you know, he tried to create a gangster persona for somebody who didn't live that life. And something that I would always say about street motherfuckers in the entertainment industry, like look at say, you know, since we on the East Coast with it, look at a Fifty Cent. You know, when Fifty Cent got on, we knew he was, you know, a. a an individual who had lived that life. But a lot of times you could tell a nigga who lived that life by how they downplay the shit. By how they don't give specific names, dates, situations, and things of that nature. Because they know it's the statute of limitations is a motherfucker. You don't want to say nothing on the record that's going to put you in a situation like to the East Coast. Bobby Schmurder now. You know, you don't want to be talking specific shit in no song. That's going to get all you niggas indicted. You know, in 6ix9ine, this nigga was just flagrant than a motherfucker. Just, he was just moving sloppy all over the place. Like, you know, he's starting beefs with other rappers. Everything out his motherfucking mouth is Treyway this, blood this, Treyway this, blood this. Like, nigga, it's, it, it's motherfuckers in the industry that's official tissue. They really from where they say they from. They done really did all that and everything, and they don't pushed the line as hard as he did and he was going across the country nigga he beefing with niggas in chicago beefing with niggas in la everywhere he going nigga and it, again you don't want no outside motherfucker moving like that especially when, when you niggas really doing some real life shit y'all niggas got him around real life shit y'all showing this nigga real life shit you know so where they fucked up at y'all let this little loud mouth motherfucker Come and fuck everything up. And you know, like this, you know, to the conspiracy theorists and a lot of niggas that been in the street for a long time. That nigga was moving like a fucking agent. That's agent behavior, my nigga. Like I would always tell niggas about motherfuckers in the hood who just be doing too fucking much and don't never go to jail. I'm not the nigga that put snitch jackets on people like that. But I don't fuck with niggas like that. 
Like niggas who know me specifically, niggas who know me personally know. There's niggas who I know personally who I do not fuck with behind shit like that. You know, like I just don't believe in a nigga who could dance that close to fire all the time. Everybody around them getting burnt, but they don't never get burnt. You always around street shit. You always doing street shit with niggas. They all go to jail. You don't. I don't like that shit. I don't like a nigga who I, who I see that's always like, yeah, nigga, the most rah-rah niggas. But they don't never get caught. They don't never get locked up. But everybody who they fuck with do. Like, what make you that much smarter than all these niggas? What make you that much more slick than these niggas? Why the police don't never be on you like they be on these niggas? You know, because this is something that is a real thing in gangs, especially big gangs. Man, these motherfuckers, they got agents, homie. Like, I remember back in the day on Facebook, you know, them motherfuckers that have motherfuckers sending friend requests to gang members. It'd be some beautiful bitch, like, you know. And I used to see through that shit. Like, I would see, like, this is an Instagram model. This ain't even this bitch real name. Why she requesting me? And then I look at the mutual friends and this 22 niggas from the set. Now, okay, this the police. You know, and a lot of times, nigga, we'll, we'll blast them at, hey, y'all, that's the police, don't add Leisha Johnson, That that's that's the feds, because why is this pretty bitch just adding gang members, all from the same gang, not to mention probably a bunch of enemies, you know, like, this is what the police do in order to catch motherfuckers, they send a motherfucker at you that will be attractive to you. Like with a 6ix9ine, okay, he's a rapper, he's popping, he famous, he got all, he doing all these numbers on SoundCloud. We get this nigga around us, nigga, he gonna be buying all the dope, all the guns. He gonna basically be financing the hood. We could get down with that, that's cool, you know, for sure. But see, the thing is, where they fucked up at is, you should have kept him separate. Basically, you know, my whole thing is, if y'all niggas really just finna let this nigga do whatever the fuck y'all gotta sit that nigga down and lay down some ground rules look nigga here's what we gonna do we gonna be in the video and we gonna let you throw up the set and all that little cool shit you know whoop de whoop gang you know treyway and all that nigga you can do all that shit but look when we go over here you go home when we do this you go home you not a part of this you just a part of this for the cameras we're going to let you claim it, and we might even make up some fake stories about how you just the realest nigga out of all of us. Yeah, you the leader, yeah. He the face of the gang, yep, 6 9 he's a killer, yeah, he's crazy, yep. Shot me 42 times, that nigga's a fool, yep, all that shit. But nigga, we not finna have you in, ingrained in what we are really doing, my nigga. You're the money guy. We're your street cred, and we going to keep it at that. We not going to mix church and state. But they fucked up because they was letting this nigga be around shit. This nigga saw dope, saw guns, saw shootouts. Like, nigga, this nigga's a certified informant, my nigga. And again, when you moving around on some street shit, you never let a motherfucker that you don't know see you do a goddamn thing. Especially a motherfucker who don't owe you no loyalty. Like, I tell niggas that shit all the time on the set. Like, I don't fuck with niggas who didn't ride skateboards with me. I don't fuck with niggas who don't know who my mom is. I don't fuck with niggas who don't know who my dad and my uncles is. Like, nigga, if, if you don't know me by my first and last name, if you don't know me by little aunt, I can't fuck with you, my nigga. 
like we could be cool we could party together we could be around each other when i see you i say what's up and when you see me say what's up but nigga i'm not going on no mission with you nigga who the fuck is you my nigga like you from what you from where but you from the turf who the fuck put you on and why and why do you want to be from the set and you not even from the city like this is the shit that a lot of motherfuckers don't take into account like i get trying to have big numbers in a gang you want to have oh it's a thousand of us so you want to you know just put niggas on all willy-nilly and shit but at the same time a lot of these niggas you putting on they don't owe you any loyalty like six nine like what everybody's argument is for snitching because a lot of these niggas is justifying this snitching oh he didn't owe them no loyalty they fucked his baby mama they kidnapped him they tried to kill him if y'all was really paying attention to the case and y'all was listening to the tapes of the niggas that was talking about doing this shit to him every conversation about them doing some bullshit to him was like who the fuck is this nigga anyway fuck this little motherfucker this nigga this nigga making the block hot this nigga saying our name and all this shit this nigga talking about testing my gangster this nigga getting us in all these brand new beefs fuck him so again back to the point of why i wouldn't do this shit because i wouldn't put myself in that situation that's the motherfucking problem that's the variable that a lot of people don't understand if he was really from the set that would have never happened to him so again i wouldn't be in a position where niggas would have did that so no i wouldn't snitch if i got into a situation with a gang of my homies i wouldn't snitch you know because you look at the opposite end of the spectrum you have bobby schmurter bobby schmurter came out maybe what two three years before six nine you know and he had everybody doing that motherfucking schmurter dance and shit like you know he fucked up low-key snitched on himself and them meets caught a body about a week ago he shouldn't have said no shit like that like that nigga was talking a lot of specific shit and the thing is with that song i don't think he knew that song was gonna blow up like that like it kind of was just a street song with a beat that he found on whatever little streaming site where you buy beats for a dollar beats for free and he just was getting down putting on for his homies and them niggas end up getting cracked but the difference between him and six nine bobby schmurter was really from the set bobby schmurter really grew up with them niggas bobby schmurter really had ties in the hood bobby schmurter had just got out so bobby schmurter was he was from the soil so he was loyal nigga bobby schmurter took two extra years so his boy roddy rebel could get shorter time that's real nigga shit i hope when bobby schmurter get out the pen and he go live on instagram let's see what type of numbers he get you know like this is the problem with society this is the problem with black society this is the problem with so-called street niggas so-called street society the culture if you will bobby schmurter numbers ain't gonna be like that with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Are you niggas going all crazy for a motherfucking snitch? But y'all don't go crazy like that for some solid shit. And I get it, 6 9 do got good songs, my nigga. So do R. Kelly. But I don't support that shit. I did a whole motherfucking show talking about free R. Kelly. But that was to illustrate a point on some real shit. Because I don't support no motherfucking R. Kelly. I just was pretty much bigging him up to illustrate the point that they'll allow us to throw our own under the bus while they don't do the same shit to theirs. But back to the solid shit, like, nigga, I support real niggas. When Bobby Schmurter get out, I don't give a fuck what his shit sound like. I'm buying it because I support real shit. Like, nigga, I, I can't allow bitch-ass niggas to win. As a society, we should not allow bitch-ass niggas to win. Like, watching 6 9 bust that 2 million motherfucking viewers on the live and break the record on Instagram and his shit got... 60 million views on YouTube, that's sucker shit winning. That's showing motherfuckers supporting sucker shit and allowing sucker shit, vouching for sucker shit. I don't condone it. I don't fuck with it. I don't want to hear the song. I don't want to watch the video. And motherfuckers is looking down at the rappers who saying fuck 6ix9ine. Oh, y'all niggas hating. He getting money. This the reason a lot of hoods is fucked up now. Because you niggas let a bitch ass nigga that's getting money buy his pass. And that's not culture, my nigga. That's you in the red. You fucking up. You know, you letting history repeat itself, my nigga. You niggas is letting rats and snakes into your organization. And that's crumbling your whole shit. If you watch First 48, it's always, you know, they, oh, they would have got away with it if it wasn't for Jimmy, bitch ass. Them motherfuckers ain't had no evidence. Only thing they had was one bitch-ass nigga. And you can't allow this shit, my nigga. You know, and to take it out of the street shit for a second, this is why you got to vet your friends. This is why I personally don't call niggas my friend until we go through something. Like, I don't believe in a motherfucker until you're tested. Nigga, I, I got motherfuckers I've been cool with for literally a decade and change and i don't consider them my friend because we've never been through anything you haven't been proven so i can't trust you until you're proven you can't join my gang until you've been jumped in like nigga you ain't got no black eye nigga i can't trust you because i don't know what you would do if put into that situation just like with six nine six nine ain't never been through shit six nine is a suburban kid Came from a good household, private school, and all that shit. You know, now he a SoundCloud rapper with all these tattoos, and all of a sudden he with the set? Nah. We ain't doing that shit. I tell motherfuckers all the time, nigga, my flag ain't for sale. Like, nigga, we don't, we don't do that here in the Crips. You see a lot of rapping bloods that are famous. These motherfuckers been rapping five years. They've been famous two or three years, and all of a sudden they a fucking blood. You don't really see that with the Crips. We don't really play that shit over here. 
You know, the blue rag ain't for sale. And this ain't no diss to the bloods, nigga. This is just an observation. This is just some real shit. You don't really see a whole lot of goofy-ass rappers claiming to be Crips. Because we don't play that shit. Even if a rapper is a goofy and happens to be a Crip, because I'm not going to say no names, but we got some rappers that are Crips that are considered to be goofies. But them niggas is really from where they say they from, though. I can say that. Them niggas didn't buy their pass. They might be a goofy, but they really from where they say they from. You know, like, motherfuckers do research. You know, in the street, motherfuckers check backgrounds, too. Anybody who's ever been locked up, you know niggas to check your motherfucking paperwork. You know, like, and again, this is just gangster shit. This is street shit. This is kind of like a fucking street episode for street niggas. A lot of us gonna get it. A lot of motherfuckers might not. But... You know, for the motherfuckers listening that got any little bit of street in them. And this ain't even really just street shit. This is just integrity in general. This is just principles in general. This is just code in general. And not just street code, but just any type of stand-up motherfucker. When you get put into a situation, my nigga, you gotta go down with the ship. Or don't get on the ship. You know, like, I look at being in a fucking gang as like a casino. You know, like, if, if you know about casinos, they don't let certain motherfuckers in the casinos. If you've been proven to be a cheater, they don't let you into the casino. You know? And just as a casino goer, you don't never place a bid that you can't afford to pay. You know? So if you consider to be a street motherfucker, you should never do a crime that you can't handle the consequences of. You should never associate yourself with people who do crimes that you don't want to take the consequences of being associated with. If you know a nigga finna go commit a murder, don't get in the car with him. Because when you get put in that little room and they say, okay, one of you motherfuckers did it. One of you motherfuckers gonna get life. Which one? You shouldn't have been in the car if you not gonna shut the fuck up. And this goes to the other motherfucker in the car. If you finna go put in some work, you shouldn't take a nigga who you feel like ain't down to take them years with you. They shouldn't even allow 6ix9ine around. If they, you know, obviously, now they know he didn't owe them no motherfucking loyalty. You shouldn't have motherfuckers like this around. Like, nigga, I was going through the comments on that motherfucker's live unfollowing niggas. Like, oh, you, you co-sign that? Ew. Oh, nigga, you cool with this shit too? Yucky. Getting rid of motherfuckers because I don't condone it, my nigga. I'm not cool with that shit, my nigga. I do not like sucker shit. And if you co-sign sucker shit, you a sucker by association. Like, mm-mm. You a sucker by confirmation. If you feel like anything 6ix9ine did in this situation was right, you a sucker like he is, my nigga. Because any real street nigga know, man, like, nigga, I, I wouldn't have been in a gang if I felt like they was going to do that shit to me. You know, and the the whole point of them fucking his baby mama, my nigga, I didn't hear them say they raped her. She was a willing participant in that bullshit. Nigga, your baby mama fucked, fucked your homies. She should be blamed. You snitched on them because they fucked her like she wasn't with the business. You know, so that's a that's a moot point. And again, with them trying to kill him, my nigga, they was trying to get a, a bitch out their organization before he became the problem that he became. Obviously, they saw something in him that let them know some shit like this could happen. 
That's why they was trying to kill his motherfucking ass. So again, back to the point of why I cannot co-sign that shit that he did is because I would never be put in that position. They wouldn't be doing all that to me because I don't carry myself like no, no bitch ass nigga. I done talked about that shit on this show a lot. You always have to set the tone and let motherfuckers know the type of person that you are when you're going into any situation. And when you are bringing somebody into a situation, you have to let that motherfucker know. In order to be down with the gang, you got to show us you down with the gang. He didn't. They allowed an agent into their organization. And he did agent shit. He did what agents do. He did what suckers do. You shouldn't let bitch ass niggas be around you because bitch ass shit comes with it. That's where they fucked up. Because they were all fucked them niggas. They did them wrong. Nigga, everybody did everybody wrong. Ain't nobody writing this shit. But you know who I'm not gonna co-sign? The snitch. Niggas was wearing no snitching t-shirts from... 2002 to 2000 whatever the fuck but now snitching cool like you know and this is some shit that i don't fucking like my nigga if you co-sign six nine nigga keep the motherfucking word gangsta out your mouth you're not that you're nothing like that and it's nothing wrong with that you know don't get me wrong if you a civilian and something happened to you call the police my nigga you pay taxes that's what you pay taxes for you pay for the police to protect you but nigga if you call yourself a gangster Police out, my nigga. Snitching out. Telling out. And that nigga kept saying, test my gangster, test my gangster, test my gangster. The feds tested his gangster. And he failed miserably. He got a fucking F minus. Nothing about him is gangster. That nigga was saying gangster every motherfucking word. He considered himself to be a gangster rapper. But that's not no gangster shit. Gangsters don't snitch. I don't give a fuck what you did, my nigga. I don't look up to Nino Brown. Nino Brown a bitch to me. Because he told at the end. Nikki Barnes, bitch, told. Nigga, even um, American gangster Frank Lucas, told. Fuck him, snitch. Nigga, once you tell all that gangster shit you did, is deleted. You know, like, that's the thing. Like, I said it on probably about an episode or two ago, my nigga. That's the thing about being solid. That's the thing about being real. It's a thousand ways to be a bitch, but it's only one way to be real. Shutting the fuck up is one of those ways. Nigga, once you tell, you delete all the real shit you did. You know, it's just like when you in a relationship. You know, you could be the perfect motherfucking mate, nigga. You could have good conversation. Y'all could have sexual chemistry and you could look out for a motherfucker, bomb everything they want, always spend time. But once you cheat on a motherfucker, the relationship is fucked up. You done did all these things. You did 99 good things. And it was fucked up by one. You know, like, one thing could fuck everything up. And that's the thing about solid motherfuckers. When you dealing with solid motherfuckers, you only expect solid shit. But when you dealing with sucker motherfuckers, you don't know what they gonna do. You know, but one thing I always tell niggas, I can always count on shit going wrong when you dealing with the wrong people. And that's the fucking problem. That's the reason they was trying to kill his motherfucking ass. Because they knew if he got put in the pinch, he was going to fuck that up. 
you know, like Nipsey said in the song with Rick Ross, you know, one of the songs that, that came out after he passed, nigga, why is nigga surprised that Takashi told? Like, nigga, you knew. Every real nigga knew. Something happened, that nigga's gonna tell. You know, it's just like when you go into the courtroom or when you watch a court show. That nigga that's shaking and crying. <laughs> I shouldn't be here. I have a family. You know that nigga telling. Nigga, when you watch First 48, you know the nigga who gonna tell. So when it come to 6 9 y'all knew that motherfucker was going to do that. That's why they was trying to kill him. It wasn't no, oh, I'm just rapping. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm popping. And them niggas came and just was like, hey, nigga, we're going to fuck your baby mama and try to kill you. No, that's not what happened, my nigga. He signed up for everything that happened to him. And then he told. He went to the casino, shook them dice, put his bet down, and lost. Now you got to pay your fucking debt, bitch. And he didn't do that. He snitched. He backed out. He went against the grain. He went against the code. You know, so when I look I look at this shit, I'm, I'm looking at all the niggas in that live. I'm looking at all the niggas that's bopping to that song. I'm looking at all the motherfuckers that's supporting this shit. And, oh, he got money. I'm looking at you like you a bitch. Nigga, real niggas don't support sucker shit. I was raised different. You know, and again, it, it's like I, I kind of got to watch my words and how I say shit. Because, you know, I call niggas bitches for shit like that. And again, if you a civilian, it is what it is. Like, I'm still trying to transition myself into the, the mind frame of a civilian. But I was raised in the street. I was raised by street motherfuckers. Like, the, the, the two people that were in my household who had the most influence over me my mother happy mother's day mom i love you to death and my stepdad edward who raised me from in and out of the penitentiary i was raised on the street code i was raised by these principles i was raised on honor integrity honesty being just a real solid stand-up individual always standing on my principles you know dying behind my word so I don't think that snitching is cool in no form or fashion, my nigga. Like, if you down with what you said you was down with, you got to be down 100% or 0%. If you don't want to get hit, stay the fuck out the street. If you don't want to lose no money, stay the fuck out the casino. You know what we've all learned in the black community, something that your great-great-grandmama told your great-grandmama who told your grandmama who told your mama who told you. If you can't stand the heat, stay the fuck out the kitchen. This ain't this ain't no fucking like super intelligent, super duper. Oh, I'm a street nigga, so I know. Nigga, this some shit that everybody know. Nigga, if you can't deal with the consequence, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. This motherfucker did the crime. So for you niggas to be co-signing that bullshit, you sound like a bitch to me. If you a fucking civilian, I understand that you don't get how the situation played out. But now that I told you, any nigga listening to my voice, any nigga who listened to this whole motherfucking show and heard everything I said, if you could still support 6ix9ine after knowing that he signed up for everything that happened to him and you still co-signed what he said, you a bitch to me. I'm sorry, I apologize, but that's just what it is. That's whole shit. You don't support no hoe ass shit like that. Because it wasn't like he was somewhere minding his business. You know, because this is, I think, what a lot of you motherfuckers is thinking. 
when y'all look at the situation and y'all feel like it's cool for him to have snitched on them niggas like he was just minding his business he was just a rapper and all of a sudden some gangbangers went and found this baby mama and fucked her and he got mad and they decided they was gonna kidnap him and steal from him and kill him no my nigga he was a member of that organization nigga he was saying Treyway, nigga he was running around with all the goons and getting in fights in airports and telling niggas to test his gangster and we the biggest gang in new york and all that shit nigga he was involved his hands was just as dirty as theirs so i have no sympathy for him fuck him he could die fuck him and that's real motherfucking shit like nigga i don't have no special place in my heart for six nine fuck six nine especially because i feel like nigga six nine is an appropriator of our culture he's an outsider you know like this is the definition of cultural appropriation not just hip-hop but gang culture again nigga this is something that i live my nigga i don't think it's no i don't think it's cool for no outside motherfucker to be flying flags and playing oh i'm a gangster i'm a gangster i'm a blood niggas die behind this shit homie i got niggas who i get calls from niggas doing years behind this shit homie i got dead homies now i got niggas on t-shirts and all that shit behind this shit my nigga it's not cool to me for some outside motherfucker to just come in fake live the life snitch on a, th- a bunch of niggas now these motherfuckers is taken away from their family forever and now your ass on the back porch with a motherfucking rainbow hair dancing putting rat faces on and making jokes about that shit it's nothing cool about that to me my nigga like for niggas to co-sign anything like that shows me the way you was raised my nigga you was raised by suckers you was raised by clowns you are a fucking clown to be co-signing some suck ass shit like that nigga you a clown by association my nigga it's not fucking cool it's nothing cool about it it's not funny i don't like i don't think that shit is funny my nigga because that's real motherfucker it's niggas doing life behind that shit you jumped your bitch ass out of prison as a snitch i'm oh i got covid 19 i got i got asthma fuck you bitch that shit not fucking cool that shit not funny when I see niggas bopping that shit, man, that shit jamming, though. That nigga getting money, though. Fuck him. That shit not fucking cool. It ain't nothing fly about that shit. That's bitch shit. I don't support bitch shit. I don't like bitch shit. Like, nigga, that shows me that you ain't never lived that life, my nigga. Keep the word gangsta out your mouth if you think that shit cool. Because it's not. That sucker shit. Fuck 6 9 Fuck every nigga who cool with him. Fuck every nigga who do a song with him. Fuck every nigga who down with him. Fuck him. Fuck his security. He's an agent. You shouldn't be cool with that bullshit. Like, nigga, especially if you consider yourself to be a gangster, especially if you consider yourself to be a street nigga. That nigga stole your culture, danced and laughed in your motherfucking face, kicked dirt in the face of every nigga who considered himself to be a gangster. He shitted on everything you stand for. You should. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Be cool with that shit, my nigga. Any nigga who's ever consider himself to be a gang member a gangster nigga even a gangster rapper y'all niggas shouldn't be cool with this shit like niggas got got on snoop ah oh, snoop need to mind his business and the nigga y'all niggas know i ain't no fan of snoop dog my nigga but snoop dog says some real shit y'all niggas ain't supposed to co-sign that bullshit y'all niggas can't let no suck ass nigga claim to be no motherfucking gangster and he a bitch how you niggas going in his live and buying his music and doing all this shit Nigga, that's not gangsta. Ain't nothing gangsta about that shit, my nigga. That shit need to be exiled out of the motherfucking community, nigga. We don't need to allow bitch-ass niggas around our shit. That's the problem with hip-hop, nigga. We, we allow everybody to come into hip-hop. Come on in. Bitches, yep, fuck it. You too. Punk-ass niggas, you too. Post Malone, yeah, you too. Nigga, we letting everybody in our shit to make money off our shit, kick dirt on us, and run away. We allow Post Malone. Post Malone, oh, you want some lyrics? Get out of rap because that rap is some bullshit. Fuck you. But you at the Hip Hop Awards accepting awards. You're doing songs with all the top rappers, the Migos and all our producers and shit. And then when they ask you about hip hop, you kick dirt on it. Fuck it. Uh, Miley Cyrus, same shit. You know, she, she want to do the shit with, you know, get the little image, do songs with the rappers. And then when she go country, oh, rap oh i was i was slumming oh i was in a bad place in life i was hanging with some bad people justin bieber all these motherfuckers we let people come into hip-hop get money off us and then kick dirt on us we need to stop doing that shit we need to stop supporting bitch-ass motherfuckers we need to stop supporting fake shit i don't give a fuck how good the song is oh that's a bop oh that's a vibe nigga that's a bitch fuck that shit Nigga, we shouldn't be letting these motherfuckers come into our culture and shit all over us, my nigga. You know, because I look at it like this, dog. You know, subtlety is the devil's greatest weapon. This is something that I used to say when I was a Christian. Like, the, the greatest weapon that the devil has is subtlety. You know, like, I remember when I was real little and you watch TV and they could barely say damn on TV. And then I was watching Martin... The episode with um, I forgot the name of that model But she was basically playing his substitute teacher Back in the day that he had a crush on And she was trying to um, Seduce Martin And Gina came in And she was like oh you know you want me Martin And Gina came in like nah I want you bitch And I'm like They said bitch on TV You know and then um, Like you would hear Ass on TV more and more you know, I was watching um, Law and & Order, and it was a big thing. It went on the news. They said shit on TV. They said shit on Law & Order. Damn. Like, I went from on TV, there being no cuss words stronger than damn, to now they say bitch on TV. Now they say ass on TV. Now they say shit on TV. The only word they can't say on TV is fuck, because the Boondocks and Chappelle show said nigga a thousand times. But again, it's subtlety. All of these changes are made subtly, uh, however the fuck you say it. 
it's all subtle changes everything goes bad with subtlety you know it's just like um i think hitler was talking about that shit the way for you to get all the freedoms of a culture is you take freedoms away a little bit at a time a little bit at a time a little bit at a time till you look up and you ain't got no fucking freedom you know it's it's the devil's greatest weapon the greatest thing you can do to fuck something up is fuck it up slow because motherfuckers don't even notice it's just like when you gaining weight getting fat you don't get fat over time or oh it's not a short fucking period of time like you don't be 180 and then you look up in the mirror you're like damn how the fuck did i get 275 it happens slowly you let yourself go slowly just like hip-hop nigga it used to be all about authenticity real real motherfuckers real niggas off you ain't real you can't be in hip-hop if you don't write your own shit you can't be in hip-hop if you don't do this you can't be in hip-hop hip-hop used to have a code that's why they always say that back in the days was all the greatest artists and it was the golden era of hip-hop because back in them days it was all about authenticity it was all about being real and this ain't me being on my old nigga shit this me being on my real nigga shit like when everything was about being authentic that's when people felt like it was at its best because you had to be a talented motherfucker to be a rapper you had to have bars you had to be original you had to have a story that was believable like now niggas whatever the fuck oh yeah goofy motherfucker yeah that's cool yeah rainbow hair come on in yeah fucking um what's that nigga name uh Lil Nas X yeah come on in we just letting everybody in motherfuckers who can't even rap motherfucker you don't even understand the words of what these niggas say all right for sure fuck it you're going platinum yeah everybody's in it now the shit fucked up nigga i don't even consider a lot of these new niggas rappers like and some of these niggas are admittedly i ain't a rapper i'm a rock star what's that nigga name a little uzi vert like these niggas shit all over hip-hop get the money and run like fuck hip-hop they don't give a fuck they don't respect the culture they don't give a fuck my nigga and this is why i can't stand six nine because he said fuck rap and fuck gangsters nigga he appropriated gangster culture and them niggas let him like nigga i'm like boy that nigga got new york looking bad because nigga we, i wasn't raised on letting snitches live my nigga and i ain't saying shit but again i just wasn't raised like that my nigga Stitch, snitches getting stitches is a lucky snitch far as i'm concerned all you got was some stitches crazy this nigga kicking dirt in niggas face you know like uh jay-z said about uh zimmerman still being alive nigga streets is dead that's how i feel looking at six nine if this nigga's still alive nigga we ain't got a shot in the world because nigga we allowing sucker shit to take over it's looking like it's way more suckers than real motherfuckers you know because if bobby schmurter get out and he go live on instagram if that shit get anything under a million nigga streets is dead how the fuck we let this suck ass nigga come in take over shit and he the biggest rapper on the motherfucking planet y'all let a snitch be the biggest rapper on the planet this this is y'all leader this is who's influencing y'all fucking children a motherfucking snitch and y'all cool with that shit 
that's fucking crazy to me, my nigga. That's disgusting to me. Like, that shit makes my stomach hurt watching that shit. Like, and again, it's subtlety, my nigga. We let too much sucker shit slide, and now we here. We let one little bitch-ass nigga get in, another little bitch-ass nigga get in, and it just started getting worse. Oh, this weak-ass nigga. Damn, how was this nigga even famous? You know, no shade, but like... I remember my first time hearing Lil B the bass guy. And niggas was bopping to that shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Then you hear a nigga like Blueface. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? And again, this ain't no assault on the new hip-hop artists. Because just like you look at the bottom of the bucket, which is Blueface and Lil B and niggas like this, you got Kendrick Lamar, Drake, J. Cole... Niggas who can rap their ass off. Niggas who have real talent. So I'm not saying that these new rappers are in, in no way worse. I feel like the top is just as good as it's ever been in hip-hop. But the problem is, it's too many niggas at the bottom doing the numbers of niggas at the top. And that's where we fucking up at. Like, nigga, back in the day, like, there was no whack-ass nigga that was comparable to Jay-Z. Like, there... There was no whack-ass nigga who was doing the same numbers as the greats. Them whack-ass niggas was doing whack-ass nigga numbers. Now, bitch-ass niggas is doing the same numbers Drake doing. We can't have that shit. Because as much as you niggas want to hate on Drake and say Drake whack and Drake sorry and Drake R&B, Drake could rap his ass off. Drake could rap with the best of them. So I don't have no shade to Drake. You know, the only thing about Drake is Drake kind of a goofy, you know, Drake kind of, you know, toe the line and try to play like East Street and all that good shit, but that's not his gimmick, my nigga, that's not his image. Y'all let a nigga from the suburbs come through and, and be the top gangster rapper. That's unacceptable, my nigga. Like, that shit make the whole culture look bad, my nigga, that makes everybody in hip-hop look bad. And we can't allow this shit, my nigga. Like, you know, this, this this make everybody look like a sucker. When you let a sucker take the forefront on anything, it make everybody look weak. And we can't allow that shit, my nigga. Like, you can't allow no bitch-ass motherfuckers in your organization. You can't allow bitch-ass motherfuckers in your culture. You cannot let sucker shit win. You cannot let suckers win. Like, nigga, this, this is where I, I've been getting in heated arguments for the last couple days behind this shit. Because niggas is co-signing this shit. And the reason I'm doing this whole motherfucking show is because, man, I got to talk to these niggas slow. I got to talk to these niggas like children. Because, you know, a lot of times, square motherfuckers do not understand the world of gangsters. Just like they don't understand the world of pimps. You know, like the great Rosebud said, you know, with two Ds for a double dose of this pimping. You know, shout out to Rosebud. You know, to try to um, explain the world of pimping to a square is like trying to explain astrophysics to a motherfucking wino. Like, a lot of niggas don't understand gangster shit, so you got to explain it to they ass word for word, bar for bar, very slowly. Look, this is why this happened. You know, I speak to motherfuckers in causes and effects. You know, they only see the effect. They only see, oh... They tried to fuck his baby mama. They tried to kill him. So, fuck them. No. That's not what happened. It's way deeper than that. They was trying to kill him 
because he showed them the future and it ended up happening. They was trying to prevent that from happening. You know, it's just like you got a motherfucking hole in your boat. They was trying to cover the hole in their boat. They couldn't cover the hole in their boat. Now they fucking boat sank. Like, they try to get rid of the agent, but the agent was a little faster than them. They couldn't get him. Now he got them. You know, this is why you should not allow outside motherfuckers inside your shit. Because this is what happens. This is a cautionary tale. You know, gangs across America. Y'all need to look at this shit. Gangster niggas across the world. Y'all need to look at this shit. And this ain't no street nigga commercial. This ain't me saying you should be a street nigga. This ain't me saying that being a street nigga is cool. Because this nigga is showing you how uncool it is. Nigga, you could just be a member of a gang and some bitch ass nigga come through in the set. Now you in prison wondering why. Nah, nigga, get a job. Go fucking, you know, if, if, if you got any level of intelligence, nigga, stay in school, kids. Because this is the shit that happens. Don't look up to a bitch-ass nigga like 6ix9ine. Because this is the shit that happens. Yeah, it looked like 6ix9ine won and he got a, oh yeah, I'm 6ix9ine, I'm, I'm, I'm winning, I got a million fucking followers and all this shit. Somebody gonna end up killing that motherfucker. And that's gonna be the, the lesson that a lot of you motherfuckers gonna learn about this shit. Nigga, you play in the motherfucking street long enough, you gonna get hit. Like... This story not over for him, my nigga. It looked like the bad guy won, but we gonna see, nigga. Because, what, what was it, yesterday? His address got leaked. He had to get the fuck out of there, because niggas was pulling up. That nigga's on the run, homie. Like, and that's the thing. That's what a lot of motherfuckers not finna show you, my nigga. The, the rat doesn't win, my nigga. If you know anything about rats, nigga, rats spend their whole life running. Because everybody trying to kill him. You got a rat in your house, nigga? You gonna let a rat live in your house? Chewing on your wires, eating up your food, making your house stink, shitting all over the place? Fuck no, nigga. You kill rats. You know, it's 2020. That's a, uh, what would you call that shit? Crazy coincidence, my nigga. If you look at the Chinese calendar, even though I did the episode last year, 2020 is actually the year of the rat. But... You know, anything, anybody who know about rats, especially me now. Now, as a homeowner, I'm learning about rats. You got to kill them. You know, and I'm not saying for nobody to do nothing. This ain't no rally call. This ain't me trying to incite no violence toward nobody. You know, this is just me saying in general. Not kill them, but damn, nigga, you can kill this motherfucker financially. You shouldn't be supporting sucker shit. We shouldn't be supporting rats. We shouldn't be watching his videos and clicking on his shit and streaming his music and like and this is outside of six nine. This is just motherfuckers who come through looking like that. We should not let no motherfucking outsider of our culture come in, eat off us, and walk away. Because that's what rats do. Rats come in your house, eat up your shit, shit on your living room floor, and walk the fuck away. We don't need to let that happen, my nigga. There's no place in the culture for that. Whether that be hip-hop culture, gangster culture, or black culture in general, my nigga. We need to stop allowing motherfuckers to come pimp our culture and walk the fuck away. It's nothing fly about that shit, my nigga. Like, we have to be a lot more vigilant on how we guard our culture. 
we need to be a lot more responsible with how we look after our culture the forefathers and the gatekeepers and things of that nature need to be a whole lot more active when it comes to protecting our culture my nigga because at, at the end of the day it's kind of like all we got my nigga is our culture we are the culture you know shout out to um fucking little richard you know you see what happened to him he created all this shit and he don't get none of the props you know he the godfather of rock and roll you know him and shout out to chuck berry another one we create the culture they repackage it make millions off it and shit on it and we can't allow that shit to happen my nigga but i'm gonna drop the mic on that shit this has been your host young dolomite for the too much game podcast live from the boom boom room you know i'll be in townhouse media studio soon i just i'm not completely sure when uh if you would like to su- uh support us financially it's patreon.com slash townhouse media town e house media support all the townhouse media podcasts seriously not another podcast friday nights 9 p.m with the super producer ben ready and a to the motherfucking c um the no rules podcast wednesday evenings 5 p.m hump days will never be the same mark and ill will doing they shit um the talk flirty podcast talk flirty tuesdays every tuesday evening with just nikki the cat versus dog podcast with myself young dolomite my co-host chelsea perry uh sundays at 3 p.m live at 5 houston time and of course the too much game podcast with me your host young dolomite live at 5 every sunday you know five o'clock pacific time we on the west coast with it you can tell by my accent follow me on social media at y-u-n-g-d-o-l-e-m-i-t-e underscore on instagram at young dolomite on twitter like comment and subscribe on youtube leave a like a five star and review on apple and all that good shit just support your boy support real shit um think that might be it you know I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.